It's Thursday, January 7. I'm Greg Ott. This is a special episode of The Latest. In the mid-2010s, I performed Christmas-themed comedy shows in and around Washington, D.C. that featured hard-hitting social and political satire, like wondering what the effect might be if someone mixed up Santa and Satan. One of those years, a Texas congressman offered some of us the opportunity to take a tour of the Capitol complex, and in order to observe the House of Representatives, I had to present a timed ticket, remove my jacket, empty my pockets, surrender my phone, pass through multiple magnetometers, and sign a sworn affidavit stating that Carolina-style barbecue sauce is inferior to Stubbs. Among the bustling congressional staffers, members of the media, and others hoping just to get a glimpse of where Jerry Nadler fills up his water bottle, I got the sense around Capitol security that if I made too sudden of a move when reaching for an Altoid, I'd have my passport revoked and I'd be subjected to an immediate tax audit. What stuck out to me during yesterday's domestic terror attack on the U.S. Capitol wasn't just that the insurrectionists were upgraded to the TSA pre-check line. It's obvious to anyone, with or without astigmatism, to see that disability activists and Black Lives Matter protesters get carted off and beaten for protesting unjust and inhumane policies, while an army of white, bearded, gas station seditionists get fist bumps by traitor uniformed officers who'd wish they had the foresight to submit a phony sick day. It was that the latest reboot from the Confederacy Extended Universe didn't seem to want anything other than abject terror. They didn't storm the Capitol in the name of taxation or civil rights or controlling the pandemic on its deadliest day yet. They took selfies, swiped souvenirs, and left behind a trail of unignited explosives solely in the name of the Celebrity Apprentice, who appears to support two simultaneous goals, snuffing out the make-believe shadowy groups that secretly control the world, like those we've seen in documentaries like The Skulls, and enriching himself and his family in an effort to offset the costs of two generations of plastic surgeries. These people aren't for anything, but they're against everything. Don't tell me to wear a mask. Get that vaccine away from me. I'll say whatever I want. I'm not going anywhere because it's my constitutional right to carry a weapon of war into a Chipotle on my God-given lunch break. Before the election, someone I've known since I was five, I'll only identify them as P because they're Q-adjacent, asked to be removed from a group thread that I keep with my childhood friends because it's less work than taking time to meet new people as an adult. It had been clear since the pandemic started that P had been sucked into the maniac rabbit hole, taking interest in the plandemic conspiracy video and questioning whether or not news organizations like the Associated Press or PBS were any more accurate or less biased than whatever blog he'd stumbled upon after typing in a URL that he'd read on a bumper sticker. The reason that P cut off contact is that, while everyone else saw what is clear as day, that liars, grifters, and cynics are unspooling the fabric of society one thread at a time, P's preference was to remain in the dark so he could pick at the loose strands. I hate the way that I sound in this program when I say, we need to keep in mind that these people are our friends and neighbors, as if this were my writing packet for the Not Too Late show with Elmo. But I'm very serious. These traitors, terrorists, 
and white supremacists are our friends, neighbors, and family members. After 9-11, we spent billions of dollars to listen in on Al-Qaeda chatter to prevent future terrorist attacks. How much is earmarked to surveil your weird uncle's Facebook page? Facebook's own research has found that 64% of the time, people join extremist Facebook groups because they are recommended to them on the platform, reducing the path to radicalization down to the same one-tap convenience as ordering a pair of shoes. Days after the election, a family member who's changed their alliance to the House of Newsmax repeatedly denied that Biden had actually been victorious, stating, well, we'll see what happens. Well, we saw what happened. And it's not just that we're living in a failed state. We can't even state that we failed. That's the latest. I'm Greg Ott. We'll be back next week.